0: for your life. Do you know where you want to go? Are you looking to be happier, healthier, and wealthier while having more fun every day?
1: Hello, power partners, and welcome to our informational playground. This is Star Style, Be The Star You Are, brought to the airwaves under the auspices of Be The Star You Are Charity. And we are coming to you live on the Voice America Network, and it is the Empowerment Channel. I am your host, Cynthia Bryan. The miracle moment for today is brought to you by Be The Star You Are Charity. Coming uh, just on September 30th will be the Pear and Wine Festival. Please check the website, be the star <laughs> uh, for more information with our sponsors, the Lamarinda Windu- Lama Weekly and MB Jesse Painting. Going to be a great time with a lot of giveaways. We're going to plant seeds and we're going to um, give away books, sell books, and uh, you'll get to meet. Uh, several of the Express Yourself Teen Reporters. So we sure hope to see you there. So be org. This is from a, a Course in Miracles. Speak with honesty, think with sincerity, and act with integrity. I think those are definitely goals to live by. Speak with honesty, think with sincerity, and act with integrity. Well, today's show, we are going to, in segment one, be talking about emergency preparedness. If you turn on the news now, I mean, you don't even want to turn on the news. It seems that the world is falling apart. There's one disaster after another, one emergency after another, and um, people are really suffering. So I really want to encourage you to put together an emergency go bag, have a plan. And whatever the calamity is, it's going to behoove you to have an emergency supply kit in every vehicle, a larger one in your home, and have a way that you are going to be able to be as safe as possible if any anything should happen. In the segment two, I'm going to be talking about strikes and the Union for which I am a member, Screen Actors Guild and AFTRA, SAG-AFTRA, Screen Actors Guild, American Federation of Television and Radio Artists. Uh, We have been on strike now since July 13th, and the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers are just failing to budge. And of course, the auto workers are on strike. But I want to uh, tell you what our president, Fran Drescher, says how we are living in historic times with both the Writers Guild and SAG-AFTRA striking together for the first time since 1960. So what are writers and actors fighting for? I uh, have been a member for many many decades and I will share the strike details and um, implore you not to cross any picket lines because it really it you know it really is um, important to all workers and finally in segment three are you um, a handy person if something breaks around the house do you know what tool to use to fix it do you have a box filled with quality tools that you actually know how to use i mean every household needs to have the basics and you're going to find out how you can be handy at least for the simple things so that you're not always having to call somebody to do, you know, the, the more expensive or you can call somebody for the, mo- the more difficult and expensive things, but you don't have to call them for the simple things. And um, I am very, very handy. I guess that's the farm girl in me. So I have lots to say on the matter. So let's talk about emergencies. Of course, Hurricane season is an absolute full swing and it has really been um, a dilly for so many. It is important to be prepared for the possibility of any storm because hurricanes and the weather events they create can affect more places than you may think. So knowing what to do is a really good idea. Of course, we've seen volcanoes, we've seen earthquakes, uh, floods, oh, the floods, the, the death toll in Libya is just, uh, you know, is horrific. Um, there was just, it seems like there are just natural disasters happening everywhere. So I just want to give you a few tips to help you get ready. I mean, California, Arizona, Washington, Oregon. New Mexico, we all experience a lot of fires as well. And I know right now, we are here in Northern California, we have fires happening and we have all been told to stay indoors and shut the windows and shut the doors because the air quality is so so poor. Uh, Hopefully, you know, it doesn't come near here, but my heart is always with wherever it is going. So it's pretty scary. So first of all, check your emergency kit. Make sure that you uh, have a stockpile of food and water and supplies, and make sure it's fresh and plentiful. And if, for food, it has to be non-perishable food. You also need first aid kit and flashlights and batteries and a portable radio. And you need to know your evacuation route. You've got to familiarize yourself with it because your community does have an evacuation route. So when you're told to evacuate because a storm is headed your way or a fire is headed your way or a flood is possibly happening, whatever the emergency, heed the warning and get out. Because if you think that you can um, stay, you're going to be putting the lives of first responders and others at risk. Also, The electronics, um, your cell phones may be out, any, any communication may be out and you may not be able to call for help and especially if you're injured. So this is very important that evacuate when you are told to evacuate. Make sure to secure your home now if you have uh, trees or branches that could fall on your home during any kind of storm or your trees have low hanging branches in the case of a fire, you need to prune those up and you need to make sure that you can secure and properly secure all your uh, windows and doors. And of course, you want to stay informed. Um, And this is where that portable radio can come in if in case you lose Internet or or your cable or any television that you might have, because um, there's weather updates. And again, they usually have evacuation orders, emergency alerts and all of that. Now, I have several emergency supply kits, which we call go bags already ready to go. I keep them in. Both my husband's car and my car. And I have another one, uh, a big one in the hall closet right at the door where I'm ready to go. Because in the midst of any disasters, and again, these disasters just seem to be continuous, nonstop, happening every day. You know, one is just scarier than the next. I mean, I think about what happened in Maui. Who would ever think that Lahaina would be in ashes? Right now, when you think of Hawaii, you think of you know the ocean and gentle breezes and palm trees, but you don't think of killing fires, fires that are so destructive that people had to jump in the ocean. So whatever the calamity, it's gonna behoove you to have an emergency supply kit in every vehicle and another one in your home. Um, so, because just in case your vehicle's not there or you have to take a different one, And make sure you know where all your important documents are located. And it is best to make copies or put everything on your computer or a flash drive or up in the cloud. And um, have these available in your go bag, next to your go bag. Because I'll tell you, when you're only given a few minutes to evacuate, you do not have time to run around your house and hunt for what's precious to you. If you have garage doors or gates um, that are automatic, that are run by electricity, you need to be able to open them manually. And sometimes as is in the case with our California wildfires or earthquakes, it literally is a matter of minutes. It That is the difference between life and death. And I know that I shared this with you a couple of years ago, but Right here where I live, we had uh, a, a big fire uh, in the hills right behind our house and at uh, two in the morning in the midst of a power outage, uh, the power had been out for three days. So that meant it was completely dark in the house and it was two in the morning and a real rapping at the door and it was the fire department telling us to evacuate. And when I asked how long do we have, um, they told me if you want us to save your house, you have less than sixty seconds. So basically, it was you're running out the door, you know, in your bathrobe and pajamas, grabbing shoes, grabbing your computer, grabbing your go bag, and um, that's your keys to the car. So you do have to know where everything is on that particular night. Um, I, I did know where everything for me was, but my husband did not, and he couldn't find his wallet, his glasses, his keys, you know, all those things that are necessary. So you need to have all of that ready to go in case of an emergency. And fortunately for us, the house was saved and um, no people were injured, but it did, it did burn right to our back fence. And it was a very frightening, frightening experience to open your door and to see flames. So here's um, some of the things that I I just want to tell you that you need in your go bag and things that you definitely want to do. You can make printed copies of your passport, driver's license, credit cards um, if you want, and put them in this go bag. Or again, you can put them on a flash drive Or, um, again, if you're able to grab your computer, I would never want to lose my computer because it has all my books and things on it. But uh, it's very important to have a couple of small bills, you know, not a lot of money and not $100 bills, but you will want ones and fives because gas stations, in the case of an emergency, just like when we had the 1989 earthquake. You couldn't get gas. You couldn't get anything because every all the power was out. So um, if you wanted to buy anything, you had to pay with cash. Um, if that if you could find a place that was even open, you want to pack duplicate chargers for your phones, your tablets, your computers, and you want to make sure that you back up regularly your computer and keep files in the cloud or offsite. And then make a plan for your pets and animals. And you need to have a bag ready for them as well. It's also really important to know your neighbors and their contact numbers to keep in touch. And you wanna make sure everyone is safe. You have to have a list of a network of friends that you could call in an emergency and also know where you can go in evacuations. I know in our um, little neighborhood, our little area here, um, there's like three houses that we check on each other. So we are one another's um, support team in case of anything happening. So um, and then, of course, most of all, remember that saving your life is the most important. And of course, the life of your family Everything else can be replaced, but human life cannot be replaced. But here's what to put in a a backpack or a roller bag or some kind of case and keep one of these in all of your vehicles and one in your home. You need a first aid kit, work gloves, warm gloves, towelettes, a small towel, bottled water, and they do tell you to keep a gallon per day per person. Um, but so obviously you can't run with a gallon of water and all these other things, but I do keep a gallon of water just in my car, just in case. And then I have several gallons of water in my garage, just in case. But in this bag, you want a blanket, walking shoes, socks, a warm jacket, and then something that you could eat, like peanut butter, honey, protein bars. You need a personal hygiene kit, uh, toothbrush, soap, medications. You should have matches, candle, flashlight. I think a headlamp with extra batteries is just great. I mean, for us in this darkness, you know, if you're trying to grab things, you don't have time and you're and the power is out, you can't hold a flashlight and grab other things. You need a headlamp. So. I keep a headlamp by our bedside now and keep one by the door just in case power is out. Eating utensils, I mean, they can just be plastic wear. And, you know, breathing masks. Now that we've had our COVID and worn masks, those N95s or any of those masks are good. So keep a few of those. Um, A clothing change, and if you have, an office or someplace you're going to go, you should have extra keys to your home, your office. As I said, a little bit of cash. And hey, how about toilet paper? That's something we forget. And something that I have packed is a couple bottles of wine. I don't keep it in my bag uh, in my car, but I do keep it in the hall closet. (laughs) I have a couple bottles just to pull because boy when you're stressed that glass of wine might really taste good. Now I hope that we never have to use these emergency kits but it is best to be prepared and um, then I just want to give you a couple of tips to prepare your home for fall uh, and also because it's a change each season and just to keep it you know to keep it um, strong and safe because um, as the weather starts to cool down and the leaves begin to change, that's when we start thinking about getting our, ha- our homes ready for the autumn season. So make sure you check your heating system before the temperatures drop too low. You might want to have it checked by a professional to ensure that it's in good working order. Also, clean your gutters. Make sure your gutters are free of leaves and any debris because otherwise you could get water damage to your home if it backs up. And right now, while the weather is still good, that's the time to do it. Seal any gaps. Check for gaps or cracks in your windows and doors and seal them to prevent drafts or prevent um, water from coming in. And this is also the time to test your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. And you want to do this with the windows closed and the heating systems turned on. And regular testing is essential to ensure that your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors are in working order. Most of them will uh, emit like a, you know, a kind of a siren sound when the battery is low, but sometimes they won't. So make sure to check them. And these are things that I have just done. All of those things, um, cleaning my gutters and checking my heating system and sealing my gaps and testing my uh, smoke um, detectors and carbon monoxide detectors. So I feel like, okay, I'm a little bit ready and I hope you will be too. So taking these steps will help you keep your home safe, keep you comfortable as we transition to fall and then getting your go bag ready and having an evacuation plan and being prepared for any emergency. I mean, I hope we never have them. I hope you never have to experience it. But, you know, if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. When we come back, I'm going to talk about the Screen Actors Guild um, and American Federation of Television Radio Artists strike against the Alliance of Motion Picture and Television and Producers, along with the Writers Guild, and just give you some insight from our Very competent leaders. This is very historical, um, and it is—it's really frightening for so many. But we have to stand strong. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We will be right back. So stay with me.
0: us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment get autographed copies of new york times best-selling author cynthia bryan's books at www.starstyleradio.com get inspired and motivated to be your best self with be the star you are 99 gifts and be the star you are for teens buy cases at a deep discount to give away as gifts and premiums Visit www.starstyleradio.com or call 925-377-STAR. 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 express yourself follow voice america at facebook.com forward slash voice america for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts it's power time on star style be the star you are with your passion purpose and possibility producer cynthia bryant now, back to the power party. This business of show business is calling. Well, out this
1: is me. a show business segment, and I appreciate you staying with me. And if you are a lover of television shows and movies or going to the theater, then you would want to stand strong with SAG AFTRA and the Writers Guild as we are on strike against the alliance of motion picture and television producers. Ninety-eight percent of voting SAG-AFTRA members approved the strike authorization, and uh, it, this was a historic turnout. it, it was—it's pretty amazing. And the sad thing about all of this is that uh, we went on strike on July thirteenth. And it was announced by the national board that um, they had voted unanimously to issue a a strike order. And of course, we know there's a strike going on now with the auto workers as well. And the reasons are very, very important. Um, When you think about television and films, uh, most of the actors that are in there, you know, you always read about the 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 big stars who are making multi-million dollar contracts. But what the fight is really about is the fight for the future of the artists, the, the actors um, and background actors who are just like me, who just make a living, not making millions. We're just working actors, uh, working in a profession that we love. But unfortunately, it is getting to the point where you cannot make a living. And as you probably read, you know, we always have that joke that waitresses are just waiting to be actors. You know, that's why they're waitresses. But um, most actors have several different jobs. Now, I'm really happy that I can do this radio show under a union contract, but it is a different contract than what the contract is for film and television. So there is that that's that is happening, that in the final hours of SAG-AFTRA's negotiations with the AMPTP, that is Alliance of Motion Picture and Television Producers, after nearly five uh, weeks of work, which included an extension through July 12th, and following 70 days of uh, Writers Guild picketing, The CEOs of um, the AMPTP began saying out loud what they were planning to do. And if you happened to read the July 11th um, deadline article, here's what an unnamed studio executive said about what their plan was for the strike. And this is in quotes. The end game is to allow things to drag on until union members start losing their apartments and losing their houses doesn't that strike you as just so <laughs> so horrid because um the, unfortunately that without actors and writers there are no television shows there are no films and i know they think that ai can do it but this is part this is what we are fighting for is they want to be able to use AI, they want us to be able to get paid to go to work one day to scan us and then to recreate us. And that does not work because that doesn't pay the bill. So much of sag After's disagreement with AMPTP boils down to simple economic fairness. I mean, US inflation as measured by the consumer price index has grown over 18% um, since 2020 and we had a contract then um for work but within the last three years inflation has eroded the value of any wage gains and in real dollar value terms our scale rates for actors in 2023 are now 10 percent lower than they were in 2020. and during the recent negotiations the student's final wage offer would make up only half of the loss actors have experienced in their income. And it means that accepting such terms would mean that performers would be paid 5% less in real dollar terms over the next three years. And so we don't find this acceptable, but during this same period, the erosion of actors wages has taken place. The streamers and you all know who the streamers are, you know, there it's, Paramount and Disney and Netflix and all these ones that that we we do uh, love, Apple. Um, The streamers have demanded that consumers pay higher prices, um, reflecting increases in excess of actual inflation. So, for example, Paramount Plus increased the price of its ad-free plan by 20%. Disney Plus increased the monthly price of its U.S. ad free by 37.5 percent. And Apple TV Plus increased its monthly price by 40 percent. So these global conglomerates clearly understand how to raise prices without raising wages and their goal. They're going to reward shareholders at the expense of both their workers and their audiences. But what the companies are failing to realize is that the labor of creative professionals is what brings value to these corporations' bottom lines. And these professionals, which are actors and writers, deserve to share in the revenue that global conglomerates are reaping from their label. And you know, healthcare costs have been increasing faster than general inflation. And what has happened is the trend has put tremendous pressure on all the health plans. And in recent years, it's really, really hard for performers and their families to qualify for health coverage because you have to earn a certain amount of money every year in order to get health coverage or work a certain number of days. And it's almost impossible to make that amount. So the union has put forth a proposal to to cure this concern and to improve funding for the pension plan and the retirement fund because um, both plans are in desperate need and unfortunately, uh, people aren't qualifying. So this is going to be um, tough. And then of course, artificial intelligence. So uh, just today I got an email from the Authors Guild of which I'm also a member and they are now suing the um, AI uh, company that has built chat GPT, not because they don't like AI, it's because of what AI is is doing to authors and they're scanning authors works and then um, not compensating writers for this. So in acting terms, AI technology has rapidly advanced to the point where it's possible to create new performances from existing footage of a performance and if unchecked, the technology has the potential to destroy acting jobs completely and replace humans in storytelling with computer-generated replicas. And while the idea of an independent company using this technology can seem scary, the potential threat of a major corporation that holds the copyright to an actor's past performance while having access to this technology is colossal and not acceptable. And it's a dire risk to every artist's livelihood. So we have to have some safeguards in place to ensure that actors are always able to give their consent to their likenesses being used in the creation of new projects and that they're compensated for this. So the interesting thing of this too is that it's been more than 60 years since uh, Screen Actors Guild um, and the Writers Guild have been on strike together. This is really historical. The last time, is it more than 60 years? I guess it's more than 60 years. It was actually 1960. I wasn't part of it then. But that's the last time that um, they were on strike together. And they, the strike on in those days was about pension health. And residuals, and if you don't know what residuals are, it's when we work on a project. Um, there's a contract that a certain amount of it can be shown a certain amount of time in a certain venue for the price that you are paid that particular day. But then when it goes to alternate venues, like on airplanes or streaming or um, you know DVDs, uh, something like that. Then there's supposed to be uh, this uh, uh, extra payment. It's usually pretty small. I mean, I'm getting residuals from a lot of work that I've done. But sometimes sometimes the checks are really kind of comical. I mean, it, sends t- it takes more money to send the check than, um, than it, the check. Sometimes I've had checks for $0.50 cents for, you know, for $10. I mean, sometimes it's really small. But Fran Drescher is our president. And here's what she says, keep your eye on the price. I want us to come out the other side, not only the largest entertainment union in the world, but also and rightfully repositioned as the most powerful. So she she wrote a, a letter to all actors this past summer, and I'm gonna read some of it to you as well as read um a couple of bit from Ben Whitehair, who is our executive vice president. But what Fran Drescher has to say is, with the advent of streaming AI and digital, we must stand strong in solidarity as we fight for a fair and equitable contract that reflects the new business model and our massive contribution towards building it. Experts from every career represented in this contract were brought in to speak of the experiences, injustices, and grievances of the members. Our negotiating committee had an all-for-one and one-for-all positive commitment to each and every member represented in this contract. And I believe that the positive experience of unity, equality, and solidarity over many weeks and countless hours that began with plenary and birth the nucleus of a golden age for our union. And she's sharing this because she wants us to appreciate this shift that's happening. So we are a union of performers and we're all on the same side. And our only real opposition are those who sit across the negotiating table. And when it was time to call the strike, it was the knowledge that we tried everything possible before we acted on the membership strike authorization. But now we are find ourselves on the front lines of a global labor movement, and we're not alone in the battle because there are millions of workers across the nation and across the world who are standing behind us and who also are striking. So uh, if there is something that um, they have granted, SAG has granted interim agreements for certain vetted independent productions. And this was thoroughly discussed at great length. And here's what it is. And I was able to work in such a film um, just recently. And here's what these independent vetted uh, um, films that are able to work under a SAG contract and employ SAG actors uh, are. Is the productions have to agree to all the sag after terms that the AMPT has refused to agree to. And they have to be able to show the world that um, our demands are fair and reasonable. And they also effectively and strategically divide into two entities. So we're aligning ourselves with, with independence while weakening the AMPTP members. So we have to remember that we're unique in a diverse membership represented in the contract, and our concerns are always different from our sister unions, but we have to stand together on all of this. So that's just some of it, what uh, Fran Drescher has to say. But Ben Whitehair, who is our Executive Vice President, says this, and I loved what he said. Enough already. We are at a pivotal moment in acting history. We've been pushed to the brink. As actors, we love our work, but our passion for our craft won't pay the rent. Our years of drama training won't put food on the table. One one show-stopping performance does not pay the phone bill. The studio heads are making more money in a day than most of us make in multiple years. And yet they view paying their creatives as a bothersome expense that cuts into their bottom line. Now, um, that to me just kind of sums it all up. Workers across the country and around the world are waking up to wage compression, not just in our industry, but across the economy. Between 1979 and 2021, worker productivity increased 64.4% while wages only inched up 17.3%, and that was according to the Economic Policy Institute. So who's been benefiting from the bounty? It's not the workers who created it. It's the people at the top of the economic ladder. And as the growing wealth gap isn't helping anyone except those at the very top, research is showing that high levels of wealth inequity really erode social cohesion and reduce quality of life by just about every metric from crime until and to health. So basically, we're just fighting for a living wage. And it is really just an attempt to lift all the boats on a rising tide. And we know what the data confirms. Increased union membership translates directly to higher middle class wages. So you see, it is um, it, it, it's just a victory for labor across the board as USA Today called it if uh, like when UPS improved their wages and working conditions for their workers. So when you're working hard, um, <laughs> we you deserve to share in something. So together is how we will prevail. And um, please don't cross those picket lines. And for more information, you can visit sagaftera.org org. And um, actually, if you want to, to buy any of the T-shirts or caps or anything, and if you want to walk the picket line, there's pickets going on all over the country. sag is where you can find the um, like, you know, the merch, the merch, if you want, it will support, it's going to support uh, some of the actors. And then you'll be able to see all the strike information and stuff there. And if you um, just want information about the strike and to find out what the issues are, or for updates and developments, you can visit sag dot Sagafterstrike.org. That's S-A-G-A-F-T-R-A-S-T-R-I-K-E, and I was fortunate enough to work with Jessica Chastain a few weeks ago, but it was on an independent, vetted film that was a was not part of the A.M. Um, P.T. So. You know, I I love Netflix and I love watching it, but it's what be prepared everyone until this this uh, strike ends, there will not be any new films coming out. There are not going to be any new television shows. Everything's going to be on reruns. And there's going to be tons of reality and tons of game shows. I'm getting casting notices on a daily basis to be on these really dumb um, game shows because they're just looking for, you know, real people to make a fool of themselves and you don't get paid or anything. You'll probably, you know, get a box of chocolates or who knows. But in any case, um, we stand in solidarity. I support the SAG-AFTRA and the Writers Guild strike as well as the auto workers um, now too. So we have to be strong as a union. And thank you for listening to this because, you know, this radio show is brought to you under the auspices of a sag a contract. And if it wasn't for the union, I wouldn't be able to do it. We are going to take a break. When we come back, I'm going to talk to you about, you know, being the tool lady and what you should have in your basic toolbox. You're listening to Cynthia Bryan. This is Star Style. Be the star you are. We'll be right back.
0: your world change your life VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. business bites here's Cynthia Bryan.
1: Do you ever stop and think about what people are saying about you or writing about you I know that I used to think that getting you know positive responses from a satisfied customer or client was really a nice thing but then I realized the value of testimonials and increasing your confidence and your business skills you know as well as building your business so testimonials from happy clients are probably the most powerful of all selling tools because it shows future prospects that you have done your job proficiently but how do you get positive credible testimonials well here's what everyone says easy ask for them once you've completed a job ask your client if they are satisfied and if they would be willing to write a few words of endorsement of your services. Now make sure you ask for permission to use these testimonials in any of your promotional endeavors. And of course they can always um, post them on sites where there are reviews. Now most clients like to see their names in brochures or websites and usually will readily accept your offer. And the key to having your testimonials benefit you is to make sure that the full name and the title of the client is attached. If you just use anonymous or initials as testimonials, they don't really hold value or credence. But don't worry if some clients refuse or don't have the time to write your endorsement. That happens. I mean, we don't all have that time, but it only takes a couple of complimentary words To highlight your accomplishments and secure new business. Remember, you're the star of your own performance. Turn your passions into profits. I'm Cynthia Bryan with another business bite from Star Style. For more information, visit CynthiaBryan.com. That's Cynthia Bryan, B R I A N.com. Be the star you
0: are, the star. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. It's power time on Star Style. Be the star you are with your passion, purpose, and possibility producer, Cynthia Bryant. Now, back to the power party. This business of show
1: Well, no matter where you live, whether it's an apartment or a dorm or a house there's always something that's going to break or go wrong, and you always are going to need a tool to fix a few things. Now, some things probably you need to bring in the pros, and other things you might be able to do on your own, but you know, when it comes to simple things like, you know, screwdrivers and hammers and that kind of thing, you should be able to do it yourself. Now, I'm pretty great at being a MacGyver, so I have MacGyvered so many different things um, just to make it work, but The best way is to be prepared and to have all the tools that you need, you know, basic tools in a beginning toolbox. So what are those basic tools? And I have to um, say, I really, I love tools. Um, My husband is not handy at all. So I am the handy person in the family. And I always joke that my garage is a hardware store because I have all the shelves labeled. I have everything labeled and everything organized so I know exactly where anything is no matter what. Now, you don't need to have you know, every tool, but you need to have enough of the basic ones to make simple repairs around your place. And a basic toolbox needs to contain a hammer, pliers, screwdrivers, Allen wrenches. Now, if I think you probably know what all of those are, but in case you don't, we're going to go through what some of these are. Hammers. Now, everybody would think that choosing a hammer is a pretty simple task, but on your visit to the hardware store, you're going to find more than a dozen different hammers on display. They'll be like little tiny tack hammers. There's finish hammers. There's framing hammers. There's Roofing hammers. There's ball pen hammers. There's sledge hammers. Now you don't need a sledge hammer to do a finishing work, <laughs> but what do you really need? So your first hammer should be like a 16 ounce finish hammer with a straight claw, not a curved claw, and this can handle just about any task. I like the wooden handle hammers, um, and you don't want to waste your your money on any hammer with a tubular metal handle uh, handle, because it's going to end up with a bend in the shaft. Pliers are the second thing that you definitely want. Now, there are a huge variety of pliers, and I have a lot of different pliers, but you definitely want to get a pair of needle nose pliers. I, I use those all the time. Yesterday, I was just doing um, some landscape lights and I had to take out a bulb and then reinsert a bulb, and there's no way I could get my fingers into the area where the socket is, but that needle nose came in just so perfectly. You also need an adjustable wrench. I was trying to open, I was fixing PVC pipe today, and I needed to open the, uh, the glue which had gotten stuck, and so it was an adjustable wrench that came in handy. And then you just need a pair of regular lineman pliers. And if you want to even be better prepared, you can add a pair of diagonal pl- uh, pliers in there for cutting wire. And because I have a barnyard and I have a lot of chicken wire and all different kinds of wire, I like having um, a pair of pliers that are actually, I, I call them just wire cutters. Um, the the um, adjustable wrenches, they're, they're um, originally were called water pump pliers. They come in different lengths. So get a 12 inch pair and then if you sense bigger trouble ahead, you can get a bigger size for backup. I do have bigger size because I have to fix when a, uh, a main water line breaks or something. I need something that's bigger. But most needle nose pliers come with a wire cutter built in. But it's not always convenient for nipping wires. It's useful to have actual wire cutters. And uh, you may also want a pair of wire strippers. and, and they're not too expensive. Uh, if you're doing like I'm always doing outdoor uh, landscaping. There's so many animals in our area, deer, et cetera, and they break my, my lights and they break my irrigation. But so I need to have wire strippers so that I can pull back the the um, plastic that's around the wire or the rubber, whatever it is, and strip it out. So the wire strippers really are great. And then you want to have a good set of screwdrivers and those screwdrivers. Once you have them, will get you through most of your household things. Screwdrivers come in multiple sizes and tips. You can save money when you buy a set. With a selection of types, because you definitely want a flathead, and you want a Phillips. Those are the most common. But now many screws require what are called Tor bits, and these are like these star-shaped slots. And if you don't have a Tor bit, that is, you really can't use it. So you may want a, um, you may want to have one of this Tor set. So one driver handle and it will have multiple interchangeable tips. And like I have one that's just in a zippered container. So it's very easy if I get out there on the job and I can't fix something because I've grabbed the wrong, you know, I think I grabbed the wrong one, all I have to do is change the tip. Now, always buy quality screwdrivers because the cheap ones are gonna brand or break or they might even break with the screws that are really hard to come out and then that's, you know, that can be really, really tough. And once you have some quality screwdrivers, you don't want to use them as a chisel because if you do that, you're going to have to buy new ones. So just get a chisel, right? That's easier. And then Allen wrenches. They used to be called Alvin wrenches, um, or or they actually didn't. If you saw that movie, uh, a man called Otto, he called them Alvin wrenches. Anyway, Um, These Allen wrenches, they have hexagonal tips and there's various sizes and they're typically required for a set screws. And they come in metric and American standard sizes. And you should buy a set of each because you don't want to get frustrated when the wrench you have almost but doesn't quite fit the slot and it keeps slipping instead of loosening the screw. And that is, I think you're going to be happy with that. So that's a starter set for you to be on you know a do-it-yourself adventure and then as you get more competent you can start buying additional tools now i have a very busy lifestyle and a lot of work and so for things that i personally can't handle i have now hired a service called honey homes and if it's in your area um, I really recommend it because you can do it on a just once a month, or you can do it on an annual basis. And um, I actually have a code which I will promote that can get you a hundred dollars off any of your services. And it's really, I I really like it because even though as handy as I am, it is wonderful to have an extra hand when. I am in need. Well, that is our show for today. And I thank you for joining me here on Star Style, Be the Star You Are. I hope that that you got some information and that you will change your life for the better. Be prepared for emergencies. Don't cross picket lines and become a handy person. For more information about Be the Star You Are, Charity, visit be the Make sure to come to the Pear Festival if you're in the San Francisco Bay Area. And to visit my website, visit CynthiaBryan.com. Don't forget that I have two new books out, and they are available for autograph copies, and I'm also available for speaking engagements as well as school visits. The two new books are children's books based on my barnyard, and they're all true. So my aim is always to encourage, inspire, inform, amuse, and motivate. See beyond your physical being. Know you already are the star you dreamed of becoming. Cherish the past, dream of the future, but make sure to celebrate today. And as I always say, read a book because it's like a garden in your pocket. So I hope that you'll go to my website, Um, CynthiaBryan.com. I have written 10 books, so you can pick up any of them, and I think you will be happy. Until next week when we celebrate once again, remember that love always wins, kindness always prevails, and smiles keep us happy. I'm Cynthia Bryan for Star Style, thanking you and encouraging you to be the star you are. Be your unapologetically authentic self. And we'll be together next week. Make it a great one. Thanks for joining me.